Wednesday, mid-morning, in mother's study. He did it again. Diary, if he were an enemy invader. Not that we have ever had foreign invaders, but it is fun to imagine. Tomorrow I promise to begin my 19th short story, Brave Karai and the Cannibals of Kakilis Kobos. Maybe I will think of a better title. I would pluck out his eyes and march him through the streets naked on the back of a horse-beaked Romaski. But, being that Masarim is my brother and my twin, all I can do is tolerate him and complain to you. I had a plan. It was going to be extraordinary, groundbreaking. You know what I speak of, diary. For all these years, I have promised to live up to my potential. I have written here, over and over, how I would stop writing all the time and instead do things. I would stop being so tongue-tied in front of people. Today, I was going to show off the fruits of my months of research, my incredible new abilities. Atlantis would begin to know and respect its future king. But, surprise of surprises, Masarim jumped in and ruined everything. No one will remember what I did today. And here I sit, in mother's dreary study, filled with strange liquids and old jars, stacks of books and parchments, equations written on the walls and all surfaces, and the half-collapsed skeleton of a dwarf griffin. I was so looking forward to this opportunity. For the next week, our family is hosting King Shinar of the nation of Acadia, along with his entire royal family and a delegation of viziers, ministers, and servants. Foreign visitors, here in Atlantis. For the first time in all my seventeen years. According to mother and father, we must impress the Akkadians as we enter this exciting new age. The Age of Karai. At long last, we will be ending our decades of isolationism, creating new diplomatic relations, sharing the fruits of our joyous prosperity. For too long we have kept to ourselves while other nations suffered, and this can only build resentment. Strong relations with the Akkadians would connect us to the Greeks, the Phoenicians, the Egyptians, the Hittites. We will become a valuable trade partner and ally to all mainland nations, a leader across the world. Greatness cannot exist if nobody knows who you are. Mother has always insisted. Actually, it is entirely possible I thought of this, but I will defer to my elders and be glad no one will ever read this but me. I agree, and I have been working to revolutionize the special abilities of our family and Atlanteans in general. My hours in the laboratories with Grand Wizard Malarcos have... No time for that. Mother will arrive soon. Where was I? Oh, yes. We all stood taking in the grandeur of the parade grounds, our newly constructed stadium. Tiered marble stands rose around us. The grass, carefully trimmed by an army of servants, stretched in all directions like a bright green tapestry. It rustled in the breeze under a blazing sun. Small clouds flitted across a crisp blue sky. As Mother explained the purposes of the parade grounds to King Shinar, translations were made by the plump Akkadian vizier, Xanthos. The vizier is a short, fat man with a pouch full of nuts and figs at his belt that seemed never to go empty. 
This was my chance. A perfect time to screw up my courage and debut my greatness. To demonstrate what I, Karai, the next in line to the Atlantean throne, could do. By dint of my own hard work. My moment. I scratched the back of my head and took a deep breath. But before I could open my mouth, my brother took off into the sky like a cannonball. As far as any of the visitors could understand, he actually held a cannonball in his arms. He held something in his arms, that was certain. Something with extraordinary magic. The Akkadian delegation gasped. Mother smiled. Father looked dumbfounded. I was astonished myself. My mouth opened and closed like a South Atlantean bottom-feeding fneepfish. Masarim whooped, a high-pitched hee-hoo that made him sound like a farm girl riding a sphinx for the first time.